Welcome to our Friday devotional on our journey through some of the highlights of Mark's Gospel. Today we consider chapter 9, verses 30 to 37. Jesus and his disciples are now back in Galilee and they're on their way to Capernaum. You will remember that Jesus had gone away from the main Jewish areas where he had originally been teaching and doing miracles to get away from the crowds and had primarily been in Gentile territory. During that time away, the disciples have acknowledged that Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One, the Promised Messiah, and he had begun to explain to them just what it means for him to be the Messiah, something they couldn't really grasp. In verse 31, we are told that he was teaching his disciples for they still had much to learn about what it meant for Jesus to be the Messiah. And so in verse 31, he goes on to tell them that the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days, he will rise. The disciples' reaction to Jesus is in verse 32. They did not understand the saying, and were afraid to ask him. Granted to us, what he taught seems plain enough, but we live after Jesus' death. We look back to it and understand his words in the light of it. But nothing could have been more distasteful to their minds than to hear that Jesus, the Messiah, is going to be delivered into the hands of men and they are going to kill him. Why were they afraid to ask what he meant? Surely he was one of the most approachable people. But it would seem that Jesus' repeated stress on the cross underlined how central it was to him. But the implications of it all were too enormous. No wonder they hesitated to raise the subject. The sense of not wanting to speak didn't seem to have lasted long because in verse 34, Mark tells us, they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. So when they arrive in Capernaum and they are together privately in a house, Jesus takes them to task. In verse 33, what were you discussing on the way? Notice how gracious Jesus is. It's been going on all day, but Jesus does not rebuke them in public, humiliating them. He graciously waits until they are alone. And Jesus, thankfully, is just as gracious with us when we sin, when we let him down, when we get it wrong. He may even discipline us. Yes, but he doesn't deal with us harshly. He deals with us in love and care. Notice in verse 34, there's a bit of an embarrassed silence. They kept silent. Because whilst Jesus has been speaking about his betrayal, rejection and humiliation, they've been arguing about rank and greatness. Is the silence hard to imagine? Not when we know our own hearts, with all their unfaithfulness, wandering thoughts, selfish thoughts, especially after we've been challenged by a sermon or a Bible study. And so now Jesus goes on to show how seriously wrong they are in their thinking. And so he begins to teach them. He states a general principle and illustrates it with an acted parable. 
The general principle is stated in verse 35. If anyone would be first, he must be the last of all and servant of all. Jesus is not attacking leadership positions, but showing the way such roles should be exercised. Servant of all. This principle is clearly seen in Jesus' life and ministry, who came not to be served, but to serve. This is the standard for the disciples, for all church leaders, indeed for all of us who follow Christ. And then the active parable where Jesus takes in his arms the youngest boy in the home that they were in and says in verse 37, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. The God-given dignity of every human being is exemplified by the little child. The weakest of human beings must be served in the same way as the greatest. Join me on Monday.